Can't see. Oh. Yeah. All right, we're live. <laughs> we're live. Ooh. All right, all right. Just gonna give you a while for people check, to come. In. Check, check. Mike, check one, two. So much production goes into this that people don't realize. Like, yeah. So we have to take the stories. <laughs> yeah. We have to take the stories yeah. show everything. It's crazy the amount of like inputs and yeah. routing that goes around. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just like it's something we've been learning along the way. Mm. But it's been, it's been as long as it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I think it's it's a completely different from what we used to do. All right, right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, our own job roles like changed along with this whole thing. Uh, so like just and now we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> well, well it's kind of fun. It's it's here to stay la, for sure, right? It's just that this has always been around, but now it's just a lot easier. I guess. Oh, so come on first. Yo, yo, yo. Alright. Hey. Let's bring it up. This guy. Alright, I remember. Alright, okay. So welcome to stream, guys. Shout out. Special <laughs> shout out full stop. Yeah, shout out full stop. <laughs> okay, shall we do the official official start? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jace, give me a countdown from five. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> All right, good afternoon, guys. What's up from uh, where to wherever or whenever you are listening to this? It's good to see you guys. We are live once again from the City Music Pro Audio Showroom. Mm -hmm. And today's live stream, we have a very special guest. Yeah, who I'm very, going very to, special guest indeed. Gonna introduce, we're going to introduce him in a, in a while, yeah? yeah? So let's just first say hi to everyone here. Yeah. What's up? We got Kamal in the comments. Yes. We got Ting Fu here. Etsu, Inlong. Etsu yeah. and Inlong, our boss is watching from yeah. the other room. Let's <laughs> <laughs> make sure we're doing our job properly, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're being watched, yeah. all right? So nice behavior, guys. What's um, the censorship policy? No, I think uh, <laughs> This is uh, like, cause, because it's a company thing. Yeah, so <laughs> so we, uh, we don't okay, curse you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll try I think you try, I'll try I not mean, to try not to but, but <laughs> I feel like I feel the most <laughs> uh, if it comes out it, it gets lost uh, yeah, yeah it's okay it's okay it's okay. <laughs> so yeah we uh, if you're watching this for the first time welcome to our live stream uh, we're coming to you guys live from the C Music showroom and uh, we're live on our City Music page Facebook page do drop us a like and our YouTube channel as well so do subscribe to us if you want to see more of this type of content City Music showroom and uh, we're live on our series. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, because the, the audio <laughs> came over there. All right, all right. Okay, at least there's audio. Let us know if everything's fine. All right, guys. We got some uh, people in the comments saying hi to Charlie hey, already. Hello. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Chen. Oh, hi, Daniel Pat. Chai. Oh, she Daniel Chai is with us. All the legends coming in. Rita loves Jace. Thanks, Rita. Nice to see you, Rita. Why well, hashtag one love team? Hashtag, one love. Hashtag one love. Timothy is our, one of our other stuff. Yeah. yeah so we, we do that around here. We do that one love thing. I, I don't know. How do you even get started? Right? I have no idea. It's just like, we've just been like, the one love. Like, I, oh, I don't know why. I don't know why it's come out. So, throw, back, throw back to our childhood. So yes. All right. Without further ado. Okay. Let, let us introduce right. our very special right. guest. Okay. On the show I'll, let, I'll let you do an introduction. Sorry. I, I maybe come off a bit nervous because I'm a bit starstruck today. Huh? All right. So our guest today, he uh, can't be bound by a single genre of music. All right. He, uh, his music to me is a trip through a lot of different influences, blues, jazz, R&B, electronic, and even a fusion of everything there. And uh, he did the modern rewrite of We Are Singapore for NDP 2018. And more recently in NDP 2020, he uh, wrote a, a song called Room at the Table. 
uh, which fun fact, today's live stream is actually oh, got table, table and a room. Really? Uh, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. And uh, so, Room at a Table was written by Mr. Charlie Lim for NDP 2020. And the proceeds for that song actually went to charities that helped out the migrant workers during the current pandemic. And uh, I thought that was really great. So, okay, especially he, in this current time, right? Yeah. And he also believes that there is no spoon. Please join me to welcome our guest, Mr. Charlie Lim. All right, all right, all right. Oh, like, macam film in front of live audience. Uh. Yeah. This is great. It's all the like, triggers and yeah, yeah, yeah. the production is, is yeah, but on point. <laughs> you guys are very I, I think we, we've been doing this for so long. It's just kind yes. of... It's very cool. Yeah. Kind of used very to it. Cool. You know, it's like kind of like when we see, we go to do other productions, right? And then we see people like panicking during the It's just like we've been... we've. Experience. We went through it, man. <laughs> Every single yeah. hiccup possible we've experienced it. It's just like, oh man. It's like first, that, first, that, first day. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Everything that can go wrong has, has gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Murphy's Law. I was I... traveling today with the guitar because I don't have a case for it yet. Yeah. Yes. I was, I just like left my house mm-hmm. without a case mm-hmm. and the yeah, guitar's yeah, yeah. like, oh, just, you know, sometimes like the worst, you don't want the worst thing to happen. Yeah. Like the Murphy's Law. I was like, please, I like, don't have an accident or anything will happen. <laughs> but all, thankfully, everything's okay. Guitar made it. Yeah. So, yes, um, it is right there. Very nice. We'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing this with us. It yeah. was very nice to have you here with us. Oh, my yeah. pleasure. My pleasure. And live stream, yeah. Yeah. Elvin, Elvin right, so, can't contain his excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, um, for reasons I will not explain on the live stream. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so how is everything for Mr. Charlie Lim? How are you today? It's okay. It's a bit hectic at the moment. Uh, right. But I think that's a good problem just to be busy. Mm-hmm. I think when it rains, it pours. I think for a while, we were oh, just yeah. kind of sitting around like, uh, what now, you know, yeah. when circuit breaker happened. And uh, I was in London uh, oh, right. earlier yeah. this year. I was meant to stay for a bit longer. You know, yeah, doing yeah. like a production engineering course. Yeah, yeah. And obviously everything imploded over there. It's still imploding. Apparently they're going mm-hmm. to lockdown again. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I can't go back anytime soon. Right. Um, so I had to just like readjust law and just like figure yeah. out what to do uh, after coming back. It's kind of crazy they came back right before the entire thing when yeah. outside yeah. the lockdown, right? Yeah. I mean, I could have stayed, but like not just the risk of getting it but also just like that there's kind of no point because everything yeah, was shutting yeah. down there's no yeah. shows you can't really meet anyone so yeah that's true and I guess like it's a bit hard to, I mean like you can't, you can't worry of like being locked out of the country as well yes definitely yeah man in fact like recently like JJ Lee did a live stream show and then yeah. like he was like saying like, how he missed home oh wow yeah he can't come back yeah, he's still in Taiwan he's in Taiwan right. Right. Yeah, I think it's very hard for him to come back right now Shout out to another one of our friends, JJ Lin. <laughs> Shout out, JJ. Shout out, JJ. <laughs> yeah, we also had another question for you, which is that more importantly... Yeah, I mean, like, the real reason why you're here today. <laughs> yeah, the real reason is to discuss with us. All right, uh, so... How is your cat? How is your cat? How oh, is your cat? She's yeah. fine. She's, she's, she's probably lost Chan. a bit more hair. And she's... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. We're trying to figure it out. Like, but she's good. I think, like, she was very scared and, like, very timid when we mm. first adopted her. Yeah. And now she's like, yeah, very comfortable at home and right, very right, manja. Right. So it's good. <laughs> That's nice. Mm. Yeah, because my younger brother is also a new cat yeah. parent and we've seen it happen. Now. It's yeah. quite amazing, actually. It, it is. brings a lot of joy to, yeah, the, to the house, the cat. I, I think it saved, like, our, you know, it saved us from going a bit not, yeah, you know, yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. especially during lockdown. And uh, yeah, like, we're very happy. I like, can't imagine life without her. So, nice. yeah. 
It's like our little Brain child really at nice. home. Okay, so I'm just going like, to so hop cute. on Facebook to share the stream. Can we see the comments for anybody tuning in right now? Right. Have... Let's see, let's see. That I'm just wondering right now if there's anyone here at all that has not heard of... Hey, Brendan is just like, give that man a guitar case. Charlie. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry, we are giving him a guitar case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the first thing I saw, Charlie, when you walked in, was like, what the... Okay, well, there, there was a hard case, but like, I'm, I'm heading somewhere later, so yeah. I just don't want to bring too many cases yeah. with right. me. Yeah, yeah, Very ghetto. Don't worry. Brandon, we got him covered. So, hey, Nicholas. Because Nicholas Chi in the stream. Hello. Nicholas, please stay in the stream. We're going to discuss something later that you brought up on a previous podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're going to ask Mr. Charlie. Yeah, Lin. We have look. The cat is so cute. I mean, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, the cat is so cute. It's like, do we have a no pet policy here in the shop? Actually, no. La. no Actually, man. no. <laughs> if yeah. have also no, no more. Uh, just... <laughs> right. So, this question from Justin. I guess oh, we'll, right. we'll touch on this later, right? Definitely going to be touching. I think it's like yeah, every, yeah. what it's a question that we will ask almost everybody here. Sure. So we'll yes. definitely touch on this. So stay tuned and we'll probably touch on this for Yeah, later. Justin sharing that he and loves your music and songwriting. Thanks, Justin. And um, for us also. Yeah. La, I think we also yeah, we really love your songwriting. And Thanks, guys. <laughs> and Remy. Right. This is the nice thing about doing a live stream podcast because like whatever we say, whatever we talk, we have people just like, you know, their live input is, yeah. is happening and That's we can really kind of cool. see it all there, which is nice. How, okay, how would you introduce yourself to somebody who hasn't heard of your stuff before? Whoever that may be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where have you been living? <laughs> yeah. Man, it's really hard. Yeah. Because I don't have like an elevator pitch and... Right, right. Because yeah. I do stuff that is quite, I guess it's quite diverse. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, it's like slightly yeah, like it's more really left hard. field. Yeah, 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 I guess, but not not. I wouldn't say it's like art music, but it's like slightly left of center. I don't do stuff that's super commercial or mainstream. Right. Um, okay. So I don't know. It's very hard to describe because, like, like you said, like you know, I, I don't really stick to a particular genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think I, I am a primarily a singer songwriter. So like, I perform the songs that right. I write, and that's like my core of what I am. And like, that's my like special ability, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, in, yeah that's in, true. In a you know, in the music um, field, I suppose. Yeah, that's what makes me who I am and that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I feel like uh, despite, you know, like with every album, we have like sort of change kind of like, I want to say different genre, identities. Yeah, different yeah. identities, mm-hmm. but it still has, it retains that Charlie Lim song. Cool. That's that's like, yeah, yeah very high high compliment. Thank you. Yeah. No. That, 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 that is your, your, your strength. Yeah. You're moving through different times and it's very interesting to listen to all your work and then it's like at a different point of your life, mm. it sounds different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the latest being, check, go and check it out on Spotify. Very nice. Very nice album. All the remixes are good yeah. also. <laughs> in fact, in fact yeah. like, you know, we've, we've seen so many people covering your songs as well. Mm. Like recently for the Tonehouse competition, one of oh, the finalists right. actually covered Bitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was actually oh, a very great song. He's like, from uh, Finger Funk. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Great rendition. Oh, Finger Funk? Voice. Yeah, he was from Finger Funk. All right. Finger Funk did an event with us. They were at our... Black Star? Black Star event. Mm. Yeah, right. so they did a live, uh, live performance yeah. with us, which is nice. Jace, when's the first time you heard of Charlie Lim? Well, actually, like, so I'm from like NUS Amplified. So like we have like a few, like we have a lot of like fans of you. Oh. And then... But like the I think the first time I heard was when one of my friends shared to me Podesto. Mm. And then I saw the Star Theater performance. Mm. And that was that, that performance was insane. Oh jeez. Yeah, man. It's yeah. just like everybody like, like the arrangement, the harmonies. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Very, very crazy. It, it was insane. But okay, I'm going to confess something. You know, like the day when Charlie came in, uh-huh. I had no idea it was him. That's okay. And it was until <laughs> like, until like, you know, I like, was talking about like the whole artist thing and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you follow me on Instagram. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like talking to like, all these songs, just like, just like talking, like to just a talking about guitar. Yeah, yeah, just talking about yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, and it was, it was nice that, you know, we, like even though I didn't know who you were, we just had such a like, nice talk about like, just yeah. guitars. We should yeah. give some context. So basically, I'm here because I bought like a Martin mm-hmm. from Jace. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just walked in randomly to City Music one day yeah. and I was just like, man, I really kind of like, you know, I'm sick of playing the same like dreadnought that I've had for ages. Mm-hmm. I've been looking for an OM guitar. So I like just walked up to Jace and hey, you know, can you right. show yeah. me what's, yeah. you know, around here? And we start talking about guitars. Yeah. So yeah, I got very excited about it. I was like very blown away by his knowledge of yeah, woods, yeah. tone woods, right. even though he's a bass player. So yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, wow, very impressed. <laughs> I, I, I think it's like, maybe, mm, I, I'm a gear geek. I'm totally, totally a gear geek. So, it's like, uh, I can't help myself. It's just like, it's like outpouring. Like, the, yeah, moment, yeah, yeah. the moment people start asking me about gear, right, it's just like verbal vomit. Information <laughs> 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 overload. Yeah, I mean, it's like, avalanche. <laughs> so I was like, and it, it was fun because like, you were, you were interested. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was engaging. It was just a fun yeah, position, yeah. even though I had no idea who you were. As in, I knew who you were. Because you were wearing a mask, right? You were wearing a mask. And like, your hair was different. So you were just like... Yeah. It was just like, the Instagram is like, oh shit, Charlie. That is why I had the same feeling. I was like, is that Charlie? Because I feel like it's very familiar from the eyes out. Yeah. And just like, like, the voice is so familiar, but I couldn't really put a finger on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's good for me. It's good for me. So like, you know, people wouldn't treat me differently yeah. Yeah, I, I guess like if I knew if you came in and I knew who you was from the start I think like, I feel like I'll be you probably behave differently yeah I'll be a bit starstruck yeah and I'm glad that like my normal behaviour towards you wasn't turned off <laughs> no it was great I like, really appreciate it yeah. good service uh, keep, keep you in check yeah <laughs> because the first time I ever heard of uh, I ever saw Charlie I, first time I ever heard of you I saw you play live oh, and that was okay. at Skip that was for your Time Space album Right. That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. I was like, um, I don't know. Back in then, I guess in the era, there was a lot of like um, uh, very John Mayer inspired singer-songwriter kind of mm. thing. And you were the first one that I heard that was like really like, oh, this guy's like legit. It was at Skip. Then there's the Ground Theater, the level one. I remember mm. I walked in there. I heard you playing. I think it was Pedestal also. Eh. Mm. I was like, wow, that's Great song. crazy, it's man. It's song, hands down. Yeah, but- really, really nice. The live at Star Theater one is yeah. Yeah, shout, shout out to Chuck Karong. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, Karong, his, his arrangements are always mm. on point. Yep. Yeah, really, yeah. really great stuff. So that was the he first time. Genius. He's the real genius. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, a, it's a team effort, I think. Like, the Mothership is definitely a team effort. Yeah. It's like yeah, such an yeah. amazing band. Charlie Lim and the Mothership. Yeah. Yeah. Very nostalgic yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been able to play a show with them for so long. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think we all feel that way. Like, mm. I haven't been with any, like, haven't played in a while. And it's right. like, just missing a stage. Like, even though, you know, like we all play on different stages, but it's just like I think we all share this, you know, this love and passion for mm. being on stage and sharing our music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all of us just retired. Yeah, if you yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> from performing, it's yeah. kind of like a stasis. Like everyone kind of just mm. flew into it, and it's like, yeah, what now? Yeah, you know. Hopefully, phase three comes soon. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Supposed end of the year? Question mm. Yeah, I don't know. End of the year. Yeah, please share with us. Uh, for for you guys watching, please share with us your first experience with uh, Charlie Lim also mm-hmm. and then like uh, your favourite songs uh. <laughs> <laughs> for, for you it's Pedestal Pedestal yeah hands down it's Pedestal <laughs> I really like that one but I also like Bitter a lot because of like the raw emotions in yeah. that song I, I see a, like a thousand questions on the 
on the on the comments there. We got Remy in the stream with us. Hey, Remy, nice to see you. And uh, Sylvester, what, what is that? Sylvester. Sylvester Yo is in the stream. Next up. <laughs> And we go. Hey, we have Yazid from Basement Studio. Oh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Who taught you how to play the guitar? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a question there. Are you self-taught? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's very kind. I don't think I am a guitar guitarist at all. I'm I'm completely self-taught. My technique is horrible. Never don't know how to play the pick. So like, I I disagree. Just heard the sound check. Fully disagree. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I, I, I I don't practice i just like play yeah yeah. Just, yeah i think it's the sheer amount of playing that you do that yeah. just gets you there yeah uh, i don't know i think like <laughs> if, I, I, if i think if i sat down with like proper guitarists like oh, i think i see a lot of them here i'll be like uh, uh just sit out and like you guys do your thing i wouldn't I would have no idea what to do right it's yeah. Leonard to say hey Leonard. Right. oh what's up Leonard? he what's dropped up? by the other day right yeah yeah <laughs> First time I saw Charlie was at Esplanade Recital Studios many years back. That's 2012. Wow. Yeah. Shine Festival time, with the Mothership. 2012 like, sounds recent. Yeah. But it's not. I feel like, 20, like the 2010s <laughs> yeah. flew by. Uh, yeah. Old already. <laughs> Shine Festival with the Mothership. Yeah, mind-blowing crazy. Hey, Pedestal. Yeah. Pedestal's Pedestal's my oh, very nice, very nice. Man, that song was so old. Yeah, but it's still so good. But yeah, it stands the test of time, man. Yeah, man. Cheers, guys. I think I've just been keep listening to, to it for like the past few days. <laughs> and Remy, heard from friend Ben Ng when he hired Charlie to sing. Oh, Ben Ng? Ben Ng? Is Charlie the Ben Ng that we know? Overseas. Maybe it's not. Maybe I did like a, I think I did like a wedding gig in like Koh Samui or something. I'm not sure if it's the same person. But let us know, Remy, if that is. <laughs> thanks, guys. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing your experience. Nice to hear more. Um, you know, stories from you guys in the stream. Um, congrats, by the way, on the latest uh, release yeah. on the single, The Ashes with oh, uh, Miho. Yeah. Very, very nice song. Very beautiful you. song. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. In fact, yeah. like, you know, like, we, I, I saw in the story, like, Nathan East was, like, complimenting the song. Yeah, that kind of blew my yeah. mind. It's, like, it's crazy. It's yeah. like Nathan East, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially as a bassist, you know, like, having like, Nathan East yeah, give yeah. compliments is just, like, yeah. highest regard. Plus, and, you're kind of a weep. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, yeah true, so I'm just going to call you on because yeah, yeah. you're a yeah, weep. But it's a nice song, very nice song. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know, like, sometimes I forget that, like, you know, musicians that, you know, that I respect and, like, worship so much that, like, they're just, like, one degree away and it's just like, hey, check this out. And, like, they actually listen to it and they yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 it's, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, very honored. Nice. Hear it. Oh yeah, it, yeah, Kosamui. It is Kosamui, mm, yes. I remember that. Confirmed. The very first time, Justin says, the very first time I saw Charlie was at a gig he did in Tuff City. It's an interesting story behind Way that because, back. because I was going through a really bad breakup during oh, my <laughs> wedding. Maybe this way yeah, but, the- but that's where the best uh, No, yeah, but like, it's like, it, has, it had to be like a, a happy event, right? So, yeah. I, it, right. so I was just like dying. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> but, so I was like, you know, you are the sunshine. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. All right. I saw a comment there from uh, from, from Yazid and share his journey in music. I think, uh, yeah, this is just something that we were going to move into. We yeah. wanted to know a little bit more uh, about how you got into this whole music thing. How did you get all start, like, started? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, share with us. I started playing, like, piano. Very early piano, on, right? Yeah. yeah. 
and I just remember hating reading notes, you know. Right. So I I remember loving like listening to random like crappy stuff on the radio, like Richard Clayton. Shout out Richard Clayton. Yeah, I don't know what else. Um, like we like my you know, I we grew up in church, right? So okay. I think there was always like live music, like contemporary right, right, right. Christian music. So I think like that definitely piqued my interest and I started playing for church. So I think I grew up in that environment where like, I was able to improvise, not very well, but still be able to figure out like some okay. basic yeah, chords yeah, yeah. and just kind of play by ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think like secondary school, I got into the choir. I got into, I appealed, in, I got into VS oh. <laughs> through the choir. Right. So like to me, like, it's very uncool and very unglamorous and like very embarrassing because I just wanted to like, you know, play tennis or something um <laughs> but i got i got i got into the choir you know and um i hated it at first i was just very like oh, i really don't want this you yeah, know you're just, just very I mean, proper yeah right especially in a, in a boys school in a boys school in at that age yes yeah, yeah. and um uh, yeah hashtag toxic masculinity but yeah. um <laughs> but like i think i i think i learned so much about just you know ensemble performing mm-hmm. you know learning parts um a little bit of a harmony you know so that I, I think after a while like like you know i started really enjoying it um after sec two i left uh to go to melbourne mm-hmm. so i, I studied mm, yes. i did like high school and uni in melbourne and then ns in between uh i got to do a lot more performing in australia okay i started singing a lot more you know like yeah. kind of fronting a band and uh that was where I met my bass player, Jace. You know, so we were like, I was like, another Jace, the better Jace, much better Jace. I'm not gonna, I'm not different Jace. We need, we need a bass duo. You know, get him on the podcast. Scott Pilgrim, he's like the dark version. Just see who, see who plays E better. And faster, and, and some of you have the same exact same bass, so you're just like, oh right, the yeah. um, the ding wall, yeah. So you're just gonna like, see who plays deep. <laughs> um, what was I saying? So I met him there. We started playing more together. Uh, we could do music performance as a subject mm-hmm. in school, so it was like right. A level equivalent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somehow I got into this thing called Top X, is basically like you know, top. Uh, I, I topped the state of Victoria for performing. Yeah, that's you crazy. Know? So that in in my mind I was like, well, I can play to you know, an international audience. Right. Like I'm like this Chinese kid yeah. from Singapore. And back then, you know, I had a lot of like, still do probably like very self-conscious about this, yeah. you know, how I'm cool I am. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I think that kind of gave me a little push and it started snowballing. Um, I had more opportunities to play, started right. doing more session work. I came back for NS and I got into the music and drama company. Okay, uh, very nice. Yeah, so I think music's always just been a huge part of my life and uh, only started songwriting um, when I was like 17, 18. I think that was when I found my thing. Mm-hmm. Before that, yeah. I, I really wasn't sure what, what I was doing. And um, I knew it wanted to be in music, but at the same time, I was also very intimidated by the industry. And um, I knew I could sing, I could perform, but okay. I, I felt like I didn't have an edge. Right. And, and luckily, uh, I think, you know, I just developed uh, songwriting and a bit of production. So... Yeah, like that kind of took it to the next level. Very nice. Mm. Was it? Was there ever a moment in this entire process where you were like, okay, this is what I'm going to do? I, I think when I was performing at the Hamer Hall, um, 
in Melbourne. Yeah, when I when I did the, the top okay. acts performance, right. you know, yeah. that's kind of like their, you know, Esplanade Concert Hall mm. equivalent, mm. I guess. So I was thinking, yeah, I can do this. You know, mm. like you have all these delusions of grandeur, even though you have no idea what the industry is like. Yeah. So I think it takes a bit of like naivety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of necessary in a way, right? In a way, yes. Only yeah. only to find out later how hard everything is. Like, right, right. You know, yeah. So going to NS and um, like MDC was like a difficult time in a way. I know like relatively to, you know, Chong Sua. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a different challenge, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think like you, you lose your sense of identity, I think, and like artistry, whatever yeah. that means, you know. And... um. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, you, you basically have to learn everything. Like, you're the roadie, you're the, you do your own sound and yeah. you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you're like pushing gear yeah. and then you go and perform and all that. Um, at the same time, I also interned for Dr. Sidney Tan. So he's like the music director of like a lot of NDP stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, yeah, works right. for a lot of, like, you know, did a lot of musicals and a lot of those like countdown shows or like, singing competition things okay. Very nice. um yeah he's been in the industry for ages he's like behind home and you know and all the later like uh, ndp stuff as well so i interned for him I had no idea how to use a mac he threw me in his like kind of studio he's <laughs> like here still, go and learn logic i still have no idea man that was us when we came here to work because they use a mac right, right, right. <laughs> i've been here for like three years and i'm still like I think I opening garage. I know how to open garage band. Yeah, I know how to open garage band. <laughs> it's not that hard now. I, I can't I can't get used to Windows. No, yeah. Oh, oh man. But, but like um That's interesting. Um what's this? Uh yeah, so so like that was very intimidating for me and that, that made me realize how difficult and how you know how much breadth and, and depth you need to, to understand, you know, when you want to actually be, yeah. you know, a, a professional musician. And it's right. it's yeah, so I was, I was quite uh, overwhelmed at the okay. time okay. Um, but I went back to uni after that trying to figure it out and then just kept writing and then I did my first EP so I was always just pulled back by it you know even though times I felt like maybe this is not I'm not cut out for this Okay. but I always was given an opportunity somehow so yeah, like, I always had good people around me um, just encouraging me along the way so yeah like, it's definitely not not by my own design or like mm. my okay. own yeah. strength or like you know ability a lot of it has been a very you know, a, a calling like, if you will and and you know, so I just try and keep keep doing it I've been doing it for the last 10 years or so very nice yeah. very nice and I mean clearly, so, clearly yeah. you're, you're very successful in your regard success is a relative it's term relative. Yeah, it's, it's a relative, very definitely. subjective but, thing um, to say but I think my yellow, my 15 year old self would be proud of where I am today for sure that's but, good man yeah but you know in this situation, sometimes you forget that. Yeah. So, right. you know, just finding what's next and, mm. you know, the goalposts keep shifting yeah. and you try and figure out what success means. Yeah, right? that's true. That's yeah. true. Like, looking back, you know, like, as I, for me, it was really like, get through secondary school, get mm. through GC, get through mm. university and now it's just like, how, what do I really want to achieve in life? And yeah. then, and I thought I had figured out and then COVID happened mm. and now it's kind of like, we're all a bit lost. Mm. Yeah. Existential crisis, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we find that a lot in, in, in what we do yeah a lot of reckoning a lot of moments of reckoning yeah so. I wanted to ask about this um, because for you you had this um, period of your life where you relocated to Melbourne mm. and then like uh, what I mentioned what I asked earlier was that was there a moment that you had this you know I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do music and I wanted to ask that on in the terms of like 
musicians watching or singer-songwriters watching, like how influential was that decision in bringing you to where you are today? Because I feel like the music and the art scene in over there mm. is very different from yeah. if you would have stayed here. Yeah, mm. I think so. Right? Yeah. It's one of those hypotheticals. Yeah, 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 but yeah. the irony is that I came back as well. So like, I never yeah. thought I would come back as well. Right. And I never thought I would do music there. So like, I don't know, man. I was just kind of pulled by some thing, you know, right. like, I don't know. It's a weird hypothetical. Yeah. I think the important thing was that you just kept doing what it is you were doing. Like, I writing. tried. <laughs> I, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kept trying, I think. It's like, that's good. It's, it's inspirational the wall. For, for us. Yeah. Yeah. Any singer songwriters out there watching, don't stop. Just keep, keep writing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now you stay at home, quarantine can write somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got some we got some comments coming in. Yeah, I mean it says like Bingo Tan, nice to hear a journey you never yeah. heard of origin story. Yeah, I think like I, I too have never heard the origin story. If I didn't know that you and Jace went back so far. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. He was yeah. playing saxophone back then. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. He was like he he introduced me to a lot of like you know, music that influenced my writing for sure. Like a lot of neo soul stuff. Bit of jazz and the Japanese music, so that definitely Japanese music, yeah, Japanese jazz and Japanese jazz is crazy. Yeah, city pop. Yeah, I'm into that city pop thing right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Very different sound. Yeah. Okay. Oh, everyone's very encouraging. Yeah, one love. One love. Hashtag one love. We can't stop there. Any idea what Charlie Lim will be doing if not for music? Mm. Any guess? I think probably writing. <laughs> writing. Something. I don't right, know, right. Like journalism or something. I'm not sure. Nice. Uh, probably slaving away at some marketing, advertising agency, <laughs> selling my soul. Yeah. I don't know. It's but, like, yeah, like, me and, uh, like me and Jason. <laughs> yeah. Very different. Very different. Very, and these guys are still surrounded by, by gear. Like, oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Love. yeah. That's what we tell ourselves every day. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't afford gear. Just with the gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Try everything. Yeah, so so um hey, when Daniel I was uh, oh what's up Daniel is in the comments Hello. with us. Hey, Hi Daniel, you. it's good to see you again. When you're coming down again, man. Yeah. yeah. Come on and do a podcast too. Oh yes, like yes, yes. Heat us up, heat us up, heat us up. Yeah, so I was um going through some of your old interviews. Mm. It's kind of interesting because I was That's basically being a stalker. For being a stalker. Yeah, I basically stalked you from all the way from like Eight years ago. Ah, yes. <laughs> and back then, you mentioned that along the way, like what Jace brought up just now, you, you ran into an existential crisis, which is now corrected to existential crises. <laughs> like plural. Plural, plural yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that was for you? Um, I think it was just trying to figure out like my sound, I guess, and just asking like questions that I really didn't have... You know, I think I was asking a lot of wrong questions. I think that that made me overthink a lot and and start question. You know, start made me wondering my purpose and whether I should keep doing music. Right. You know, right, yeah. and I'll be writing and just kind of hit the wall. You know, okay. just kind of go insane. My mental health wasn't great. Um, yeah, okay. I was just not living very healthily. Uh, so yeah, this was like it took a long time to write like time and space. Okay. And uh, I was struggling a lot. You know, to just say, hey, you know, this is what I'm meant to do. Like, if if all this, if, if the universe has kind of pointed me in the direction of doing music, then how come, uh, you know, the album's not done? 
right? Right. And um, I think that was quite debilitating because, like, I don't know, you you don't get a sense of instant gratification when you are like a songwriter or like a creator because it takes so long. Mm-hmm. Right. You either have yeah. a song or you yeah. don't, right? And yeah. like half a song is not. It's nothing. Really, yeah, it's just an it's, idea. It's just, or it's just a riff or something. And uh, I, because I, I do uh, everything myself in terms of the songwriting process and a lot of the production process. Right. Um, even when I tried collaborating with people, it just didn't feel right, or maybe it just didn't find the right people at the time. Um, so it's, it was something that I needed to go through myself, and okay. I just needed to kind of trust the process over time and just like show up, you know, like. It's, it just takes a lot of discipline and a lot of like, you know, obsession. Okay. Just try and just keep pushing. And yeah, I think a, a lot of it was also burn, burning out right? mm. because we were touring a lot and you know, I was very broke at the time, you know, because touring is very right. expensive yeah. and like recording is very expensive. I, I yeah. think it's a common misconception that, you know, like touring brings in a lot of mm. money. Yeah. I think that if you don't tour, you kind of don't have yeah. like It's a catch-22, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, all those experiences were, were like priceless. I wouldn't have done it any other way. And I think I just learned what I, I can from from those experiences and try not to repeat the same mistakes. Right. Um, but, but songwriting to me is still just as hard. You know, every time I like try to start again, you know, I, I feel like, you know, back when I was 16, 17, trying to figure it out. There's no like formula to it. Yeah, it's still, uh, yeah, right. still basically starting from zero mm. every time you write a new song. Yeah. You have more tools, yeah. but um, I think like coming, trying to beat yourself and trying to like exactly yeah, yeah right. you had to one up yourself. Definitely, I think that's been hard. Um, but I'm also trying to change that mindset. I'm not trying to to beat myself anymore. I'm just trying to like channel what is yeah most natural yeah or like what's trying to trying to fish out what's in my subconscious and then yeah. later on I'll I'll edit later. Mm. So I find a lot of the, the real work comes in the editing, but I must be open to um, like put myself out there first and mm-hmm. put my ideas out there first right. and I think because I'm so critical of myself that and it's something like I've always been since since young right and because I'm so I'm so harsh on myself that like I always like self-censor or mm-hmm. like stop an idea from from growing before it can be its own thing you know, so I think that also definitely led to a lot of like you know burnout okay. for sure I start questioning yeah. Whether I should be doing this in the first yeah, place. Yeah, I, you know. I can like completely relate to that. Was yeah. there any kind of like pressure from like what people around you were doing at the time? No. I think like everyone was like concerned, like, but not nobody was ever okay. pressuring me to to deliver something. Oh, right, right. right. Uh, I mean I meant more like um you see friends like succeeding in different mm, like, industries. The mainstream and, like, yeah, yeah. Industries. <laughs> the very typical um Asian mindset of like, right. go be lawyer, go be doctor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that racist? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's that okay. racist. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Self-racist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think I think my parents never like, I think they were like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Don't say we didn't warn you. Kind of right, thing. right. Okay. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have an idea what being in the music industry also meant, but they knew that it wouldn't be easy. But, yeah. You know, but... But at the same time, I think it's very hard to be a parent when your kid wants to be an artist or like a, you know, musician know. or whatever. It's difficult, yeah. right? Because because they don't know how to help. They don't know how to guide you. There's no like rule yeah, yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. The truth is, there is no rule. A yeah. lot of things these days, industries yeah. are changing all the time. But it's just it, 
every we just have this fixed mindset that things have been around for a long time, but they, they haven't. You know, things are always changing, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, everyone um, was a different path. I think like no one's like music career is exactly the same. Yeah, I think if if you work hard, if you just stick with people that you, uh, you know, that inspire you, mm-hmm. I think it'll just lead you to a place where you will find that fulfillment in what mm. you do and things might change. And I'm very open to the fact that one day I might not be doing music mm-hmm. full-time, you know? So I don't know, like I'm open to anything and we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Wise words. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, as a musician myself, you know, this, the existential crisis thing is mm. a very real, there's a very real war that a lot of us face. Mm. Yeah. I mean, not just like I mean, even continue not counting the COVID situation. You know, it's like societal expectations, you know, family yeah, expectations, yeah. and like, of course self expectations. You know, so I feel a lot of times like we are most hindered by ourselves. You mm. know, it's like not just like fulfilling our own expectations, but it's like it's like you, you feel pressured to meet what other people expect from you. Yeah, yeah. I think we think too much about what other people think when actually they don't, nobody really cares. Yeah, that's that, that's really true. true. Yeah. Hashtag truth. Yeah. I need a sound for hashtag truth. <laughs> you know, we can, this is called sample for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just yourself. Just your own sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've reverb. Yeah. <laughs> See if I can do that now. Hashtag truth. That makes it out. <laughs> Hashtag truth. <laughs> Remy is asking me what's with the Chinese accent, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's uh, something that... Uh, very traditional parents want to hear. Yeah. yeah it's like an engineer, yeah, you know, and all that. It's like, when I say, you know, like when I picked up like coding young, when I was young, yeah, and then yeah, like, yeah. you know, it went on the way to your university level. It's just like, oh, my career is set. Yeah, and IT industry. Yeah, IT yeah. industry, you know, there's a way to go. And suddenly it's like, I think I want to be a musician. <laughs> and I was like, wow, like my, my ancestor flipped over in your grave. <laughs> the stigma behind being a musician is just like, it's unwarranted because I think people don't realize how big the industry yeah, is definitely. and how much you know how, how like there's a lot of things that you can do within music or in the arts and then it's just about you picking and choosing what or like developing different skills that you have mm-hmm. and you put them together and then you just try to make that work yeah. within that industry but I think it's not the same as you I don't know you don't think of like oh I'm going to be a lawyer and yeah. you have these particular skill sets required to fit that that prerequisite mm-hmm. But I think within the arts, it's, it's a lot more, it's a lot it's more very, flowy. It's very free form. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's, like, yeah, yeah. it's not just like you go study, you get your degree yes. and then you can do it. It's like for music, you know, it's not just about studying. It's just about, it's about putting yourself out there, yeah. marketing yourself. I uh, think just being self-aware of what you're good at mm-hmm. and what you want to develop is really important. Definitely. I think that's what a lot of, I think, like people who are worried about, you know, going into, into arts, um, you know, I think that's something that they, you know, are concerned mm-hmm. about. But I think if you develop, yeah, awareness of what you, not just love, but what you're good at and what you want to develop, mm-hmm. then I think um, it, you can definitely bring something to the table that way. And when you're aware of it, then I think you should give yourself credit for those skills as well that you can apply in any other situation, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like a so psychology deep. session yeah. for me. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have a question from Nicholas Chi. Um, all right. Do you think we need more platforms for the next generation of musicians? 
Um, mm. You mean like locally or? That's interesting. Yeah. If you talk about local context, I think like the government is actually doing a really good job in the last 10 years. I think, you know, kids these days go like, oh, actually this is possible. You know, mm. I want to pursue this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, the more platforms, the better. Hopefully they're all well organized and mm. well funded. Um, but I think the main problem we have uh, is like a systemic one. Like I think it's an audience uh related issue like i don't think yeah actually have, i'm very interested to yeah. hear what you think yeah, about uh, this. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah locally right yeah i think like you know we just don't take enough pride in supporting our local musicians yeah. i mean there's the whole debate about whether support local is a good thing or a bad thing yeah but i think mm. that's that's not even it should be a non-issue because mm. like there's so much good stuff out there exactly you know, so yeah I, I feel like yeah ground up we should you know, obviously have more advocacy for, for it. People should just share and, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is happening because of social media, which mm-hmm. is great. But right. top down, I think like there are a lot of things that can be done as well. You know, have like maybe quotas on radio. Yeah. I don't see why that is still an issue yeah, in exactly, right? 2020. Right, right, yeah. uh, there's so much good music out there. I think the last time I read about this, when, they, when there was a pushback about not having enough local music they were like oh because the mastering quality is not good enough which is completely that was how they came out on the paper right Right. yeah Yeah. and and like now I mean anyway so so that's that's like one example that can be done because like you know we have like such amazing like engineers producers here Mm -hmm. and like and of course like in this current generation we have so many artists also you know going overseas to Mm. get their stuff like Mm. mixed and mastered Right. So right. that should be a no argument at yeah. all. Right. Just like take a bit more pride in yeah. like your own culture, your own mm. people, I think. I think that's something that we always defer. Okay, what is the right thing? What is right. the best thing? Then yeah. we have like a yeah. a derivative of it mm. or we have, you know, a, a model we need to follow after. Mm. I think like as Singaporeans, because we're always the little guy, we need to like just, yeah. you know, you know, just like F it. Like, just like, just, let's just, you know, self-awareness, like yeah. just recognize what yeah. we have and make the best out exactly. of it and support it. I think it's really more like a matter of recognizing what is good as good mm. instead of, you know, you having other people validate it before yeah. you determine that it's good. Yeah. yeah, I think that's also the downside of social media because right. everything is now like homogenized mm. by this like, these platforms yeah. and it's like a metric which then you're like comparing apples to oranges yeah. and, you know, different arenas, you know, but it's all homogenized on the same platform. Mm. And that's very discouraging, I think, for a lot of creators, you yeah. know, who are just starting out. So I think just, I don't know, what's what's a like or what's a share or what's a, a follow, you know? And, and I think that's that's something that, you know, as a, you know, just a member of the public who cares about mm. your home, that's something you should start by doing. Mm. Just like, just have more, just advocate for more, yeah. like, music that you like just go out there take some time to figure out like who your artists are and I'm sure you'll find some someone or some band that you yeah. would love right. more local support from locals to appreciate original music recognition endorsement from arts media and tourism ministry ministry yeah I think there's definitely you know like what Charlie mentioned there's top down there's like so much more we can do to support uh, Nikos just like Nikos just sharing there is no love I was mind blown <laughs> was, was this during the break- breakup phase <laughs> No, this is my this is my song about the music industry. <laughs> right, <laughs> the uh, industry. There's <laughs> no love. But that's true. I feel like there's a lot of you know, I being in the industry, mm. I see so many amazing musicians and they produce like top quality content. 
you know, and you have like amazing musicians who are playing for you some. You can of pull live shows, man. Yeah. They are really good yeah, live I mean, shows. Yeah. Like when before I was a musician, uh, musician, right? I yeah. didn't realize that some of like our favorite like acts, like not just I mean regionally, like world international artists, like you know, like Ame, yeah, like uh, you know, Wang Li Hong, all these, yeah, you know, their musicians are actually Singaporean. Right. And in yeah. fact, like, we have like our close friend Jonathan Cole, who has been with Ami. Shout since, out Jonathan since, Cole. Since the very start, you know, he wrote, he penned so many of her greatest hits. Mm. And you never knew this about Singaporeans. Like, they feel like there's like no awareness, yep. you know, no recognition mm. at yeah. all. Yeah. We're not proud of them. That's yeah. the problem. Until they go make it overseas or something yeah. and win some fancy competition. Right. Actually, you need to be, it feels like you Why need to you be think that is? validated overseas, right? And like, you know, like just to name a few, maybe yeah. like I, I think this is a bit of a controversial topic. But I feel like this is like probably something that should be mentioned. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it needs yeah. to be talked about. Yeah, it feels like you know, like people like you know Jasmine, uh, Nathan, I don't know, like Jasmine Sokol, Nathan Hartono, right. you know, Joanna Dong, Dong. Yeah. right? They they were really amazing musicians in their own right. There's like nothing changed yeah. except that the fact that they perform overseas. Yeah. yeah, and you know they were even before that they were like amazing musicians already. Yeah. It only took, but it took the fact that they perform in China and they won all the competition. Yeah. And like Jay yeah. should recognize them, you know. Mm. Jasmine was loved by the Chinese media, and just and then that's when they blew up here. Yeah, and like and then because of that, it drew it drove a whole new mindset that in order to succeed, you gotta hit that market. Yeah, and like even before like that, so specific. we have like you know Sun Yinzi, Stephanie mm. San, yeah. right? Uh, JJ Lin, right? It's it's just like a bit, and of course Tanya Chua, right? Is that you feel like you couldn't be successful here? Mm. You have to be successful overseas before you can even. You're recognized be, back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which kind of backwards, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's like I I will say you think that logically you need to grow your your base yeah. locally first before you move overseas. It's kind of. Is like, it? I'm wondering la, Is it? I'm thinking aloud here. Mm. Is it a inner like critical voice that is driving this issue? That is like, I think a lot of people. Have this. I, I think artists should just make music to the best of their ability and like hit whatever standard they think they're capable of, of, yeah. of reaching. They shouldn't just aim because, oh, I want to go for Chinese market or I want to yeah, yeah. aim for local market or whatever. Yeah. I don't think that's... I don't know. Maybe I'm just being naive about the marketing aspect about this. But um, I don't know. I've just never operated that way. I just want to yeah. do the best yeah. music that I can make and then let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, which is something that I think you're right. I, I feel like I agree with you that we need to make a conscious effort to write what we feel is true mm. to us. And like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's just <laughs> I feel like there's this like inner turmoil about like, do we write what we want? Like what we really feel. Or what people want to hear. Or it's like, <laughs> what do people want to hear? Yeah. And then it's like, do we, and then like, you know, it's like, what do locals want to hear versus like, what do, you know, yeah, like, right. overseas market want to hear. I see. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, there's always going to be that, I wouldn't say it's a paradox, but yeah, you know, what do you mean by the term? Because at the end of the day, like if you were that pure artist, then you just wouldn't need to perform. You would just play in your room and record your own things and yeah. you wouldn't care whether people loved it or not. Right. So yeah. I think there's always that struggle, right? Mm. Like at what point is it pandering? At what point are you selling out, out for yeah. lack of a better expression, yeah, right? Yeah. I I don't know. I, I think when everything is aligned, it will resonate and then it will just make sense and mm. it will reach the people that needs to be reached. I don't know. I just, I, I, 
definitely don't have the answers to this. I'm no model example. I, yeah, I'm but, okay. That's interesting. But as long, I just hope that that people are happy, like when they choose what they choose what they want to do. That's right there. You know That's I mean? right there. That is also another one. Remy says it depends on what your definition of success is: fame, money, or happiness. Hmm. Hashtag truth. <laughs> That's what it right, is. Like, what Charlie said, you know, like success is subjective, you know? Yeah. yeah. What you define success is, it varies from people to yeah. people. And usually, the, the truth is that it's never like an either or thing. Mm. You know, it's probably a combination of, of stuff and, and you just have to pick what works for your situation <laughs> and you should not live by someone else's version of success. I think that's the, that's the very myopic kind of like low ceiling mm-hmm. kind of feeling that I, I feel as a Singaporean mm-hmm. sometimes like if you're very claustrophobic and then you feel like you need to look outside um, for validation or you need to look yeah. outside for some sort of model to follow because there is none and I think like it, it just takes a bit of, of you know rejigging up here yeah. and here to just kind of figure out what, um, what what success means to you and how you're going to build and grow from there right and um yeah, I, I don't have the answer to the question about the pandering part and, and the and the, the craft mm-hmm. thing, but I, I believe that if you I also think it's not it's it's not an extreme mm-hmm. or a choice that you need to pick. I think that if you if you put something with all your soul and heart into it and if you're very aware of all the, the pieces that go into place, surely that's gonna reach someone. Mm-hmm. You know. So okay. I don't completely agree with the fact that oh you're just an artist for artist's sake. And yeah. I don't think that exist because if you really cared about your work it will be good and it will mm. express itself and, and and you know it'll manifest itself in, in yeah. the world and people will appreciate mm. it it's yeah. kind of like the mm. Oscar world you know art for us sick kind of thing mm. yeah and I guess that's what you know this is really just like we are not like providing answers there's no answer this is like really a food for thought yeah I think it's just something that like I feel like everybody should think about no. It has to be personal. It has to be honest yeah, yeah, at the yeah, end of the yeah. day. Mm. When, no matter what you do, whether you're going for the big time, whether you're going to join a reality competition, whatever it is, whether you want to be a star, whether you just want to be a craftsman, as long as you're honest with yourself, I think that's the, the most important thing. If you can stay true to that, then like nothing else matters because I think everything would just like fall into place from mm. there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think uh, it's about trying. I think it's just got to mm. keep trying. That's a good comment. Hey, it's Jian Liang. Is that Jian Liang there? What's up, Jian Liang? Yeah. I think in general, most people like the ability to like form their Yeah, people want opinion. to be told what to like. Yeah, and I think social media yeah. makes it very easy to just get on the bandwagon, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely... Inability to form your own opinion. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, mm. it's a... It's an interesting take on it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and like I mean, not everyone can be a GGD, but everyone can be itself. Stage yourself. Wow. Oh, that's for us. That's for us. Yeah. Not everyone can be a JG Lin, but everyone can be themselves. Well, why would you want to be a JG Lin? Yeah, why would you want to be anything yeah. else, right? So, yeah. But that is, I think, that is a a deeper comment than it mm. seems. Yeah, because it's like it is so easy to like look at the very famous and successful to you. you wish like, you were there. You know, yeah, like yeah. that kind of music, and then or like art or anything and then you just be like that's the standard that Mm. you know we should all follow and then like because of that you kind of lose yourself in the process yeah Yeah. I think we've become like in the process of becoming a first world country we are just a workforce producing machine in a lot of sense 
I mean, I'm not saying that it's wrong, you know, yeah. like we have built a better country, a better environment for, you know, the younger generations, mm-hmm. the generations to come. Mm-hmm. But I feel like also along the way, we kind of just like, you know, it's like in Chinese you say, like, right? Lost a bit of a... <laughs> Chinese fails in primary school. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It's kind of like you know, you kind of like lose yourself into like the machine, like, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That you you kind of like you kind of become just a cog. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't hold on. Why? Why you say? <laughs> like sharp Elvin, thanks for reading me right, by Remy. Amen. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, this is totally a TED talk right now you know yeah yeah yeah. So, there, uh, Lingo just summarized it yeah. just be honest with ourselves I think just their word of advice alone can help yeah. a lot of a lot of people no matter what they're doing in mm. their life yeah which is like a national level thing really. just be honest with yourself SG yeah. <laughs> be honest with yourself yeah honest with yourself SG yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, let's see. Uh, Any other comments? I'll float that to the, the National Day Committee. <laughs> oh, something's <laughs> happening, Ma. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, so Nicholas G was commenting earlier. He's actually uh, the founder of Cinema SG. Mm-hmm. And he was with us on a live stream um, quite a while back. I mm-hmm. think we were in a discussion with Jing Fu as well from Deity. Shout out Deity Mics. We are using Deity today. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, we had a discussion on what did we think was the Singapore sound. Mm. So I think we have like um but yeah, so this was my opinion on the on the whole thing. Because we were discussing like um there isn't really a Singaporean sound in terms of music. Like um some examples I'll draw is like if you hear Japanese music, if you take away all the instruments and you just hear the notes, right? You can tell that in a certain scale, right? You know, we have yeah, the thing like a Japanese scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like right. on, like on Ableton, the push to there's actually a Japanese scale setting mm. where you can just run the notes that sounds Japanese, mm. and then there's like, like very Oriental, like Chinese style, mm. and then there's even like the more like Arabic music yeah. kind of thing, and yeah. they all have their own scales. And, and you talk about K-pop, you know, there's like the YG sound and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then you bring it to a broader scale. It's like, yeah, you, you hear like I think right now our societies have a lot draw a lot of influence from. American music, mm. yeah. Then if not, then it will be the Chinese Mandopop world kind of mm. thing. And, then, and um, there isn't really a distinct like Singaporean, Singaporean sound mm. until um, Nicholas Shi brought up his example of what uh, Singaporean sound is. So he brought up this song by this band from the 70s, I believe. It's called The Quest. Mm. Then they have this song called Shanti. Then he said to him, that sounded like, mm. like a Singapore sound. And that was a very interesting point of us because like we we kind of agreed at the table that we don't have the mm. sound yet. And my opinion is that we are still trying to find the yeah. sound. So like um what are your thoughts on this like Singapore like music identity? Mm. Yeah, that's mm. what we wanted to ask you. I also. don't think it matters, actually. Right. Yeah, I don't think it matters because if you I don't think anyone goes in or like anyone from Japan goes, oh, I want to create a Japanese sound. Right, right. Like I said before, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. if you write from an honest place, I think mm. it would just be a reflection of what, you know, your surroundings are and what you're... And because we are such a, we were a country, you know, on steroids, right? We had to grow so fast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and I think... That's one thing that I think play a big role in like how we yeah. ended up here. Yeah. Yeah, and our influences as well, they're all very mainstream. We're just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of being fed crumbs off the table from whatever's coming from 
you know, the, right, the right, US. Yeah, yeah BC yeah. beaches. At the are same time, are we though? Yeah, yeah. See, at the same time, I also think that other countries look up to us as well, mm. to our scene, which mm-hmm. is something that we don't realize sometimes. And, and when I travel around Southeast Asia, you know, a lot of musicians love to want to come play in Singapore and they're mm. like very impressed by the level of musicianship. Even like some of the bands in Japan that I've met, they're yeah, like, oh, they, right. they, they actually know of, you know, Japan, Singaporean bands, Japan. you know, and um, there's a lot of mutual respect. Yeah. So like, you know, I think we should give credit where it's due. In terms of sound, I think it also like, it's something that's post-rationalized. It's yeah. not something that you can Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, conceptualize. Like you can only look back and then I realize that yeah. oh, there was this. Yeah, maybe you can't grow, grow, you can't grow yeah, it in a lab. Yeah, of music, you know, yeah. something like that. You can't grow it in a lab, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 reason why we reached that was because like we were saying like um, we if there was a, a game that was set in Singapore, we were wondering what would the soundtrack be like. Oh uh, wait, what the the CSI. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dun, 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 CSI? Yeah, they featured Singapore and then it was just like oriental music. Oh yeah! Then, like, the Chinatown was I remember that, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. like, it was like, it wasn't even like footage from Singapore, right? It's not footage from Singapore. I mean, they had yeah. literally had like stock footage of MBS. Mm. And then like, Singapore yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like... I think Westworld also shot in Singapore. Yeah, and then it was just like, Geelang. <laughs> the red light district, lawless red light district, you know. Right, right. Then the music was like... Tang, 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 yeah, you know. The, that's definitely not. Yeah, that's, that's just wrong on many levels. But like, I don't think Singapore is not a country. Yeah, no, it's just like it's like we don't have this one like an identity of sorts. Like, mm. you know, like I feel like the people around the Asian countries around us kind of have a, a sound because we are like this mixing like this big pot of so many different cultures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we have. I you know we have like our indigenous people, you know, yeah. we have in Malay, Chinese, Indian, you know, all yeah. and all the other minorities and you know, expats, they all have yeah, yeah, a yeah. different flavor. Yeah. Right. So it kinds of you know like uh like say, say you know let's talk about one of our, our local bands, uh yeah. approaching a feeling. Right. Previously Ooh. previously, you know, shout out A. Right. Previously they had like Gavin in the band. So you okay. know he brought a very different sound to yeah. the band. And then now that you know Jinhao is in it. And because I came in there for like Japan, right? You know, it, a different sound is a different sound, and like it's not a bad thing, it's not a good thing. I mean, I say it's not a good thing, right? It's not a bad thing either, because like you know, you hear how different cultures, how different from people from different backgrounds bring, you know, a different flavor to every song. Mm-hmm. And like, and I'm I feel like what I would, my opinion is like, what is a, a sound to you is mm-hmm. really, like, what what you are surrounded by like what you're what you're influenced by i mean it's kind of like you know like how like japanese mixers tend to be a bit brighter but this also because of like the what they how what they listen to mm. how they listen to it i actually have a theory right that is what you listen to when you're young that you're drawn to yeah i feel like your your tastes and preferences are formulated at a very young age yeah, yeah, yeah. and i know when we bring this up to people about how like why some people like you know martin guitars and some people like that like they like Taylor guitars. Yeah. It's kind of like what do you listen to? Right. Mm. If you listen to like Mayor, Captain, right? Tommy Manuel, you know, you go for a Martin Kham song. Yeah. Right. But if you listen to more recent pop music, you know, it's like you are definitely drawn to a brighter sounding mm. guitar. Mm. So I know this is what we are defined by what surrounds us, what we immerse ourselves in. Mm. So maybe there is no fixed Singapore sound right now, but that doesn't mean that, you know, 
we don't have a sound. It's just like, sometimes it just might seem a bit more diverse. What I said was that we are still finding out this mm. identity for ourselves. Lah. Yeah. I feel like maybe if we look back in like 10, 20 years, you'll see that, hey, there's a defining trait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's something that's post-rationalized, you know? Yeah. Nick, she also brought up cashew chems. Oh man, know? I love yeah. them. And he was saying that their sound was also quite unique. Which I thought was quite interesting. That went and listened also. I was like, oh, oh man, I love them. Yeah. They are so good. Like, watching them and BB's was like mind-blowing. I mean, a lot of the bands were recorded in like Leonard's studio, yeah. like Snakeweed. So I think the sound of that room and the way he approaches engineering definitely has had a huge impact. Because it came, like, there was a, you know, many waves of bands. Mm. Started out with like, electrical and mm. all that. Mm. And they all recorded with Leonard. Mm. So I think that has a huge part to play like, in that kind of indie circuit. I think definitely if you look down, like if you look at history, you know, I think I definitely Snakeweed mm. and Leonard is is part of that sound. Yep. You know? He defined that sound yep. for so many of us. Yeah. Right. You set yeah. the foundation of a lot of bands. Yeah, sure. Sure. Still Leonard. is. Yeah. Well, we got coming from oh. Jin Yang. A New York Times is... Right? Yeah. I mean, the songs that we listen to, yeah, teenagers, yeah, musical taste is adults. For men, the most important beer for me. Thank God I stopped listening to Richard Clederman <laughs> before I was 13. They were very different artists. <laughs> yeah, they were very different. Yeah, Charlie Ding were very different sounding. But that's true. Like This is why I listen to Fall Boy so much and Paramore. <laughs> Who were you listening to when you were 13, 16? I think I was John Mayer for 14. Me. Yeah, John Mayer for sure. A lot of contemporary singer-songwriters. Yeah, yeah. Damien Rice, Jeff Buckley for sure. Um, also like bands, obviously Radiohead. Nice. Also bands like Goo Goo Dolls and Matchbox 20. Oh, like very melodic wow. pop rock stuff. Yeah. yeah Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like good songwriting, I think, for like that era. I really enjoy. Mm. Definitely see a reflection in what I do. Mm. You know. Again, you know, we are what I mean, kind of like yeah, we are what we eat, you know. Mm. Okay. Mm. And also cameras a bit tilted. I'm still back. Uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. Where are we? Do we have any other questions coming in? Yeah, Thanks, Tian Yang, for your comments. And, yeah, Very Tian insightful. Yeah, and if you all want to listen more to Tian Yang, you know, he's been doing... They also of, have a podcast. Shout out for I mean, They have a podcast <laughs> as well. And they also have a series of workshops right now with Escape. Like, if you want to learn more about audio production, uh, feel free to hit them up. Eonis Productions, yeah, Water yeah, yeah. Collective. All right. All right, let's, let's get to my favorite part. Let's get to the... Let's, let's get now down to the gear discussion. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we just gonna do a quick gear discussion. Uh. So uh right now we see Charlie came down with this M36 Martin guitar. Very it's, a, nice. it's a it's a rare model, right? It's like you don't see it very often. In fact, most yeah. people have never heard of it. Yeah, people hear the famous ones. Like the D18, the 28 the OM with yeah. yeah, and all that. So um Charlie just recently got his first Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Here from uh, City Music and yeah, Jay's I mean, Serve Him. I would, I would like to say that I play a big part in influencing <laughs> oh, his choice. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we wanted to know a little bit more about you and your gear. Yeah. So um, wanted to ask you like, what are some gear to you right now is irreplaceable in your rig? Yeah. Because we saw a photo that you posted not too long ago oh, of your yes. new home rig. This is, I assume, set up for the quarantine period yeah man it's like start a circuit breaker cannot cut hair <laughs> just come back from London um, yeah 
Ikea was I don't know I've kind of used the same stuff for a long time um, yeah I haven't really yeah I I, hmm. I stopped buying pedals for a long time already <laughs> yeah but there was a while where I was just like trying to find the best you know tube screamer or whatever right. Right, right, whatever right. the hell the the best, tools, yeah, yeah all that stuff but uh, yeah I kind of grew out of that phase mm. grew out of it um, guitar wise I have a Taylor a 96 Taylor very old Taylor, which um, you know, it's like it doesn't even have all the new technologies that yeah, yeah you, the, the yeah. battery has, and it's like a dreadnought. Um, I think it's a hundred mahogany back and sides, and um, I think it's just like a Zigzag spruce top. Mm, and right. uh, I've had that since I was like fifteen, sixteen. You know, that's been my only acoustic mm. guitar since. Um, I do have a GS Mini, but that's just more like for tours and like radio yeah. shows and stuff. So nice. all this stuff I've been looking around for like a Martin, like mm-hmm. looking for. Uh, I, I knew I, I knew I, I um, specifically wanted uh, an OM size. Mm. Yeah. I wanted like a rosewood back end size. I think that would complement the dreadnought mm. uh, with the mahogany, right? right. Um, but every time I, I, you know, walk to the store or like I try a friend or somebody who wants to sell his, and nothing really like mm. blew me away. Uh, right. Maybe it was because I was so used to the... To the, mm, the, the fuel yes and no. Um, maybe maybe used to the the dreadnought, uh, the dreadnought the, projection. The the mid, yeah, mid, yeah. And, and the way the, the mids, the mid-range of that, of that guitar kind of sounded. But at the same time, whenever I played the dreadnought, I felt it didn't have that bass yeah. uh, uh, definition that Rosewood would have. Right. So um, this guy over here, I went in. I went in the store. And I was like, you know, I was trying a few different mm. models. You, know, you started off with OM twenty eight. Yeah, the standards. Uh, it's like, yeah. oh, these are all really nice to play. I was like, it's still missing, missing a bit, right? Yeah, and then I just pulled out this M36. guy. Right. I've never seen it before. Yeah, it's a very little known model. It's like, like lesser known model. Lesser, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like M, things like the M thirty six, the J forty. So it's like this is what it is. What's mahogany neck? I love how it's like it's not glossy. Yeah, gotta love that satin finish. On it's just very simple and understated, yeah. which I like. It's like a really good workhorse guitar. I don't like any fancy inlays. I love the binding though. It's like very classic. The grain yeah. we picked between like three guitars three or guitars, something. Right? I was like, so indecisive. <laughs> yeah, so just like, we took out three, you know, yeah. like and they all look so different. Yeah, yeah. And then we just like yeah. you know, we eliminated one. Like, okay, this is what? then like we have two and three. Yeah, guitar yeah. two, guitar three, and then we just like okay, I'm gonna send you these, these pictures. You're gonna go home and think about it, and then yeah, like yeah, yeah. a few days later, it's like I, I think that's the one. Mm. Well, let me turn it around. So, so the interesting part about the. The, the rose very nice it's yeah. just a three piece mm-hmm. thing and it's just oh man it's so even looking at yeah. the screen it just it looks, it looks amazing so yeah, yeah I'm a sucker for, for symmetry yeah <laughs> it looks like a small thing but it actually does change the response of the guitar a little bit yeah it does you yeah. know especially across the 35 series which you will see this uh, three piece, ba- three piece yeah. yeah it does have a better like uh, bass response a little yeah. bit uh, I feel like uh, the mid lows is like uh, so anyway the M36 is kind of like a medium sized guitar right yeah. it's yeah. almost like, in terms of size itself it's kind of like a dreadnought but it has yeah. a contour of an OM yeah whilst uh, the thinness of OM as well. So it's kind of like this, like you have that OM-ish sound, but you still have that get an extended, volume, like low-end response. Volume and yeah. projection as well as the low-end mm. of a general. It's like, mm. it's like nice in-between. So like this is actually, uh, come on saying, 
Sim Sim only the guitar. Like this because actually this yeah. is Kamal's like I'll call it his personal guitar. It's like N26 yeah. as well. And right. that's really that's like how I knew about the guitar was like when Kamal was like, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's how we like we all discovered the guitar because no one really knows. Like we mm. talk about Martin guitars, you know, yeah. T28, only yeah. talk about John Mayer, you know? Sure. Like so underrated. And like it's just, for me, it's just like the best of both worlds. Yeah. I'm a finger style player mm. as well. So like it, yeah. it works really well for me. Yeah. Speaking about finger style, right? I mean, it's like you don't use a pick. Yeah. So kind of like recently, last week we had Jared James Nichols on the stream as well. Yeah. And like he, he doesn't like use a pick. Like Yeah. yeah. So it's like, electric guitar. Yeah. But does it without a... Mm. I mean, even when you're playing on electric, yeah. you don't really use a pick, right? And yeah. it's just like, it's interesting to see all these like, you know, people who play this kind of genres that you know, they are not restricted by like conventional ways of playing guitar, especially yeah. electric guitar. And it's a, it's a very different sound. I feel like it brings a different flavor to the table as well. And like, the, without the need to, it, I, I'm a, if I'm playing this guitar, you know, I need to use a pick. Yeah. Yeah, like, definitely think, not one of those guitars yeah. that have like, you know, picks everywhere. Yeah. And they're just like very convenient. I just lose mine. Every, so I think mine was just out of a bad habit. Yeah. Like, I mean, you also don't really play picks much, right? I, I like, I do more fingerstyle stuff. Mm. But then I also, actually quite similarly, I, I did grow up playing a lot of music in church. Mm. So there was a lot of strumming. Mm. And there was a lot of losing the pick in the middle of the song. Or the, and or then the you just went, right? yeah, then you just went and just, <laughs> yeah. So I think something like that is like a sweet spot. Because mm. if you need to get that high dynamic out, you need mm. to strum. Mm. You still have that long, like very strong mm. projection. And yeah, the bass response, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. And then, but what about like your electric guitars? You have quite a few. Yeah, you, do you still have that um, John Minister? Yeah. I love it, man. Mine is the, the Cypress Michael. And I think even the pickups in those. Yeah, like, look, I, I really hate the Asian John Mayer comparison. So I tried to avoid <laughs> I tried to avoid it as much as possible. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. in the end, yeah. I was just like, when I picked it up, I was just like, yeah, this track sounds like me and I, I, I really like it. So I just stuck yeah. with it for ages. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I have the PRS, the Silver Sky as well. Very nice. But like, it's just, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. It looks amazing. It feels really comfortable. I would say the looks amazing part is subjective. Not right, right, right. Everyone hates the, the It's, it's I, a raised eyebrows kind of moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's very well balanced. Like in terms of the, the lines. And from a designer point of view, not that I'm a designer, but like I appreciate... <laughs> Stuff that's like yeah, aesthetics, like perfectly imperfect. I mm. think that's yeah, like yeah, one yeah. guitar that's like that and still pays tribute to the strat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sound of it and the feel of it just is, it's just not the same. Like, I don't something about fenders, I guess, that because they're not like perfectly built, right? That you, you fight the guitar a yeah. bit and somehow I, you know, I kind of get like a, a, a nice sort of tension, right? You know, when, I, when I'm like kind of wrangling the neck. Yeah. Um, which I get from my strat, um, but I don't really get from from here. Right, right. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of like there are always be there always be people who like the vintage stuff, mm. even though you know there was like there was a lot of imperfections. Yeah, right. But it's those imperfections that make it unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and actually, we were talking like when we were trying the guitars. We just like, do you want to try the OMG? And he says, I think I have enough John Mayer. Yeah, man. I've also got like a two rock like. <laughs> In fact, you're an artist, right? Yeah. You're, if you check out the website, Charlie's there. Um, so I'm very lucky to be able to try a whole bunch of stuff from them. And yeah, like, but that amp as well is like amazing. But right now, I'm actually just using my Kemper just because mm. like, I've been working from home. All right. And the sounds are like 
yeah, like especially for what I do, like production work, mm-hmm. recording, it sounds yeah. amazing. Versatile, easy to use. Yes. Okay, maybe not the easiest to use, but like if you know what you're doing, you know you can I get. I think it's way easier than like an X Definitely, yeah. I think. As a so Alvin uses uh AX8. I don't use it that much. Yeah, <laughs> but like when so when I sold my Helix and borrowed Alvin's AX8, it was like, so frustrating. <laughs> like I couldn't get it to work the way I wanted it to. Not at least, at least not without a laptop. Not without a laptop, right. yeah. Without a, must have a lot a of menu computer. diving and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even with a laptop, I was just like so like frustrated. I mean, not that it sounds bad. In fact, like John Mayer uses like yeah, yeah. a SFX3 and like it sounds so good, yeah. but like the the, the UI. La. Yes. Yeah. yeah, UX yeah. is so important. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you do, like I think, yeah, engineers can come up with the best product, mm-hmm. but if it doesn't want, if it doesn't, make you want to just plug in, right, plug in right, place. Right. Like you just avoid doing yeah. it. You know, Even sometimes with my amp, which is the easiest thing to turn on, right? Mm. But but like, because I know it's like 2 a.m. in the morning, yeah. I don't want to like, you know, to crank mm. it up and you know, wake the neighbors. Yeah. And all that. I think there's the same reason why I've stopped using amps. Mm. Also because of touring. Like when it's just easier for me to like have a Helix and just like have the same yeah. sound everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's kind of like it's so convenient because like at home it's gonna be constantly plugged in. So right. you know, I don't need to go like turn on, plug it in. You know, it, it's just easy. Mm. Right, and when it's easy, you can like, capture the moment. Yeah, you want to play more. You want to yeah, yeah, yeah. spontaneous. It's, you can just record it. Right, it's yeah. kind of like you know, you have an idea and then you just do it. Mm. It's not like you don't really scramble plug it in. I thought we're talking yeah. to Kate about it, right? Yeah, you know, a button actually, you know how you want to get an idea out. Then suddenly you have like, and then we see you red stuff, you know, it's just, it's, by the time you actually got it out, you feel like lost somewhere. Yeah. 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 This is a very different thing. La. From yeah. from from what I see, the XFX is like, a, you have a ring and you want to replicate that ring on your live show. Mm. That's pretty much it. It's not really like a, oh, I'm going to do something now, you yeah, know, kind of thing. It's a creative, yeah, 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 spontaneous yeah. tool you would use. Yeah. yeah. Or you would be tweaking it. You would get, you would get like, brain waves I guess like when, while tweaking it yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than oh I have an idea uh, I'm going to take the next two hours to set up you yeah. know yeah, 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 that doesn't really work yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean I think it works both ways you know like sometimes when you are tweaking it and then you find suddenly you find that tone and it inspires something in you. yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely same for the Eurorack stuff yeah that's definitely yeah. true sometimes you just like tweaking I still don't know what I'm doing yeah. when I play the ideas come from that process right. rather yeah. than having one and going there and trying, mm-hmm. to rep- trying to replicate it well yeah. I think it's uh, like this whole analog versus digital thing you know is there's, there's always the two sides of a coin mm-hmm. not saying that one is inherently better or worse than the other in fact I think it would be good if to shredder a balance between both because mm-hmm. you know as creatives we are always trying to look for the next big idea mm-hmm. and having more sources of like creative input, yeah, creative energy, mm-hmm. right, it's gonna definitely gonna help you out as a as a musician. That being said, my my room doesn't have space for an M anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just move out and it's just like I, I feel like I will get this acute like ejective evicted if yeah. I start helping out. <laughs> you can just get one of those micro cube amps. Yeah. Black Starfly Tree. <laughs> Shout out Black Starfly Tree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I'm happy with I'm happy is subjective I think you've I'm, settled I'm, you found I'm, a good compromise I've settled with for now yeah, yeah for now for now for now yeah but it, it's good to hear like input from you know you have like one of arguably one of the best and most well-known amps in the world mm. and but you know you can still hang out with the digital boys right 
Yeah, I think we've we've come to that point where like it's no longer uh, either or uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And it's also like the context of what you do. Everything is contextual. That's true. That's and, definitely and true. When you're working, when you're recording on the computer, of course you're never going to get the same amount of feeling right. from from a digital thing. But w- when you pass through the, you know, when it comes through the monitors, you know, it's it's as close as it can get. Yeah, definitely. I mean, honestly speaking, I think if you're the AV stuff right now you know it's really hard like with how far technology has come yeah yeah like if it's just a blind test like i would say the majority of the human population won't be able to tell yeah, yeah. I, I bet the people that you know did the emulations can do a much better job than me micing up my own app right. anyway yeah, so. that's true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> you know they spend so much time yeah, like exactly. doing other irs you know it's yes. kind of scary how crazy like became what it is now within just the last few years mm. yeah if, yeah it's, it's like in, improved by leaps and bounds. You know, like, Very I'll quickly. say before, let's say maybe even 10 years ago, yeah. you know, like digital, let me talk about the old line 6 stuff. That was the a day pod, of the pot, pot yeah, bean. The kidney. The yeah. kidney, yeah. <laughs> the bean. Yeah, the bean. Right. And then like, you know, hold you guys the, still bring the, the stuff in? Or? Right. Actually, line 6 right now is owned by Yamaha. Ah, yeah. right. right. But we I do, we that. do still have some Helix stuff. In, mm. I mean, personally, I'm a fan of Helix. Yeah. Like for me, it's like not the best sounding stuff out there, but it's convenient, yep. it's yeah. accessible. Mm. And again, as I was saying now, as an ex touring musician, mm. right, it, was, it, was, it was useful. It was yeah. an easy arsenal, you know. Yeah, I had a HX like, Storm. Your whole rig came for like these two. Like, yeah, you know, I used, like, used to go from like a PT tool mm. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. until like this, and it does the job. It's not, I mean, of course, if I had, if I had Rudy's and yeah. I someone to carry my stuff yeah. and the buy me the stuff <laughs> right it's a different story you know like I'll have yeah, like really. I'll have my, my 8 by 10 behind several 8 by 10s behind me you know like full full Bruno Rick you know do a whole Ed Sheeran not Ed Sheeran Billy Sheehan totally different person a whole also he has a huge yeah, thing yeah. as well but in fact even Billy Sheehan himself he's like, such a huge advocate of Helix mm. he uses Helix for more of his live shows nowadays right so it's just know, easier it's just easier right yeah consistent it's a, it's a for me it was really like tone and convenience mm. Right? Mm. and uh, the fact that shipping equipment is so expensive yep. <laughs> yeah right nowadays you can just like throw uh, SFX and just carry on board like he is so small I think it's only going to get better so it's quite yeah. exciting yeah it's very exciting uh, to see how we go on mm. from here mm. and yeah I use Quilter for some time. Mm. Yeah, you guys should totally bring that in. I don't know anyone here that brings yeah, this Quilter. Mm, Yingong, if you're still watching, yeah, just take note. Take note, take note. Quilter apps, they're like, they're, they're analog, class D mm-hmm. powered, but like the tone is really good and it's tiny yeah. and you can just like chuck them in the backpack. Yeah, in fact, actually we have uh, oh, the Vox MV50. So mm-hmm. those are using YouTube. So of course, like Cork and Vox develop new technology so it's like this small but it's a 50 watt you can mm-hmm. drive like a 4 by 12 easily nice. so that's and it's a chip it's like 270 it doesn't bucks. look like a tube you know, but it is a tube it is a tube yeah, yeah. without the downsides of a tube which is like the lifespan yeah like the half, like durability wow that's definitely something you can try yeah I think that's like as we you know as the MI world like the music industry keeps improving with technology as we catch up with like you know like they say that the consumer electronics is like 20 years of your MI world, but I feel like slowly the gap is closing. You see a lot, a huge generation changes. In fact, like things like even like MIDI, mm. MIDI 2.0, you know, you can see, and it's more accessible to the masses, right? You know, when we talk to like, uh, you know, like our manager, Mike, you know, he was like, he's like, old, like huge 
successful producer, you know, he started back in the day. He was talking about how last time, like, his Macs and then the modules cost so much money. and But they are nothing compared to what a MacBook Air can, mm. or even an iPad Pro can do now. And then it's just, Crazy, huh? yeah, it's, yeah, you can get, like, you can start recording for so little money right now. And it's not a compromise in terms of, like, tone or anything. Mm. Yeah, and guitars are getting like good guitars are getting cheaper. More like cheap guitars are getting good, better. Yeah, and they say gooder. I'll say the ones coming out of like Indonesia or China are really, really yeah. actually Chinese, quite good. Chinese craftsmanship is just like yeah, you know, unparalleled now. Yeah, yeah. it used know, to be like a yeah. Uh, people yeah. used to question like you know, yeah. raise oh, is this made in China? But now like yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. rivals you know Japanese guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the craftsmanship. Yeah, yeah, on point. It's really good. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like. Back then, like made in Japanese guitars were seen as like the main. There was a made in China of like the eighties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and then now you know there are people like they're so sought after, mm. right? The the Lost Era guitars, and then like you know I think when now that a lot of production is moving to like Indonesia and India, one day, maybe like a few years down the road, you'll be like the made in China will be one that's like sought after. Yep, not surprised it will be. Yeah, mm. for sure. All right, man. Remy, Remy has to go off for a Zoom call. Yeah. yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, Remy. Yeah. If you guys have like any more questions for Charlie, like now she's your chance. Yeah. <laughs> Do oh, let us know. Talking for an hour and twenty minutes. Oh man, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. It flies. It flies Actually, by. Actually, there's like, like one thing that I was gonna ask you. Like, how's your studio going? Oh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, moving house. So just kind of building a mini mm. studio right now. It's very basic. Per se, I, I I contemplated getting like professionals to come in and mm-hmm. like you know do the walls up properly, but yeah. I think I'm just gonna get my contractor to like layer it slightly with with a bit of soundproofing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't thought about treatment yet. Um, I know Kelvin Ung and Edric Huang have a company called ACAF. I don't even know how to pronounce oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard yeah. But they yeah. they do a lot of like local studios and. Um, like the sound treatment mm. panels and they really did they uh, do tone house? yes yeah. they, they did tone house, house right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very nice yeah so I think they, they do a good job I'll probably get them to help me out um, but I'm just trying to get everything done properly first yeah, yeah. I'm very indecisive as you know yeah. right? and like colour schemes have to match right. so I'm like oh should I carpet the floor what colour should it be in my windows I have to keep it white but then the frames are brown and <laughs> yeah. the light yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. light strip is black so in my mind it's just like that's what I'm thinking about oh, most of the day you know, <laughs> yeah. like you're investing your, your energy, time and energy and money into it you know you got to get it right for yourself yeah. yes but I get the right vibe and I know nobody your... cares except me so this is like, your ah, temple man yeah, it'll probably be my, my cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the temple of Charlie Lim. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I totally get what you mean, right? It's like, I mean, when it comes to gear, and then as, I mean, a studio as an extension of like your gear, mm. it's about getting what is right for you, yeah. right? Like some people like to play shreds, some people like to play that sport, some people like this, some people like that. You know, it, as, you must find what is conducive to you, mm. right? What gives you the best mojo, right? Yeah. To play in the words. Yeah. I don't think so. Right. Well, we hope this M36 serves you well. Yeah, it has already. M for Mojo. I play almost every day. It's like, yeah, it's... And when I... I've actually been using like an open D tuning for this. You know, I've kind of kept it that way. This is the first time I've tuned it back. And uh, it just sounds so nice, you know, because of the the bass response. Mm. Yeah, so I love it. Okay, that's great. Okay, I think right now we're going to move to 
Yeah. Because we would love to hear you play a little bit sure. uh, for us. Sure. <laughs> right. What do you want me to play? Because I know what your songs, your favorite songs are already. Is I can do that. For... <laughs> yeah. sure. can, we, can, we, can we get like the whole band to come in for a pedestal? DJs, take a wrong. We will exceed the limit. Uh, yeah, we'll, here. Have, we'll need a phase three. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I would, I'm honestly, I'm dying to watch like local acts. Like any shows in yeah, yeah, yeah. I also watch like, you know, it's like, we were just committing, just now we had a friend come here to like get some gear. I'm just saying that I feel like I don't see my friends anymore. Mm. Because mm. like, a lot of my, my close friends, like acquaintances, you know, we regularly hang out because we see each other at shows. Yeah, yeah. Or we work together in some form or other. Yeah, yeah. And it, it kind of, I mean, I see Alvin every day because we work together, but you know, outside of that, it's like very hard to see people who, mm. close friends in the industry, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. what I'm really missing. And yeah, I, I can't wait for, you know, for you to be able to perform again. For me to be able to perform again. Mm, definitely. For me to go and watch you all perform. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Even the that is, is nice. the most important thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, but, but luckily for you guys and lucky for us, we get to watch Charlie Life today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So We all. We all. Yeah. Okay, I mean... Uh, I mean, personally, I'll record, I'll uh, request Pedesto if you can do yeah. it. And yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Pedesto. Let's do that. Yeah. One song, okay? I can do another if you want. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Special treatment today. Wow, VIP service. Is a, this is a special moment right here. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. I know, about, I, know, I know what song you want. Yeah. Yeah. How about Pedesto and Beater? Sure. Alright, oh, oh my god, I feel like I feel like you know, I feel like a rich tycoon just like asking ask <laughs> oh, my favorite yeah, artist yeah, 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 to like yeah, yeah. hey, can you sing this song for me? We're just going into it, right? Yeah. So yes. So you just need to roll back there. So we're gonna switch the cameras out to him so you don't have to see our face anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna see the angle. Alright, let's move it to this camera. Alright, okay. Yeah, you, yeah, well you could run a show here easily. We do in some in many ways, right now we do. <laughs> Check out my shoes. I have not worn these what shoes the? in two years. <laughs> oh man, maybe just penny down. Uh, and then don't show that. <laughs> and then the sole just comes off. Oh shit! Wait, wait, I want to. Oh man, what what size are your shoes? Uh, eleven, I think. Eleven. That's so funny. Let's see if we have any. Uh, if we have any <laughs> size eleven safety shoes or something yeah. here. Yeah. I, think, I think Charlie needs a shoe sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, we have Charlie Lim once again live with us in the Pro Audio Showroom and he's going to play a few songs for us. He's going to play two of our favourite songs. <laughs> oh, he's M36, Martin M36. Okay, anytime, huh, Charlie. supposed to be a house for a soul. Well, I've got my fair share queries. When will my long find its way back home? Philosophy keeps me going down in circles. Just like how I chase it, I chase my tail. The world ain't gonna stop spinning. Cause I ain't got you 
How did you get to the top of the hill? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, oh. Charlie, that's amazing. Good nice. Shit. Oh man, I miss live performance so much. <laughs> oh. It's just like, I mean, it's just the two of us here, just like, yeah. and then I, I'll call it here, and then I'm just, I'm just like grooving along, and just like, oh man, I miss this. I, I really miss this. And oh, me too, man. And like, I like, kind of like, honored that my first performance, like my first live show to see, yeah. like, it's like, Charlie. Oh, no. Sorry, I still can't like, believe this is happening right like now. It's like, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So you're just my like a fanboy. Just like a fanboy moment for me right there. So for everyone that was Pedestal by yeah. Charlie Lim and now this is Peter right thanks Charlie for doing this right. 
sleeping alone on my own again. Just being an empty room on a single bed. I've been trying all this time just to see all the reasons you had given just to So why am I so good back to baby? I don't understand. Was I trying to cash in the fantasy without the reality check? But I never wanted you to lie to yourself about happiness. When all you were was just a little lonely, baby. Keep me in the queue. I'm a die lover within hours in the waiting room. I don't mean to mess with the master plan, but when you put out the fire, just start it again. I guess I have to keep my distance for your defense. Out of focus, keep me in cue. I'm the tired of a wheel, and I was in the waiting room. Embrace the silence when there's nothing left. You got no room for demons when you're self possessed. So I must have been about you, babe. I don't understand. Every time you're out in the sunshine, that I just need to win. But I never wanted you to lie to yourself about happiness. When all you are I spoiled for love. If you had enough, without the danger, if you had enough, but this wouldn't know why. Well, sure, come to pass.
Oh my god. I messed up the lyric here. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing though. This has stink yeah, face. Yeah, man, crazy. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Thank, thank you. Thanks, thank you. Charlie. Yeah. Thanks for that. That's amazing. I, I think yeah. I. Whew. Lots yeah. of words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really thanks nice for having nice. me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's been a while since we experienced a live like the, like the, the, know, the, the goosebumps you get from a live show is yeah. just. Thanks, man. Irreplaceable, right. yeah. Thanks for the experience. Yeah, the childhood experience. Yeah. Thanks for doing this again with us. So, we'd yeah, like to thank everybody for tuning in as well. Yeah. I Thanks hope, for watching with I us. I hope that, you know, the, the life, I mean, the energy from like a live performance is very different. Yeah. Definitely, I, I my goosebumps is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just, I just hope that, like, you know, like the people at home who are, who's watching this, like now live, or like, you know, when we like, pull this out and then like post it again like I hope they can at least at least share this experience a bit yeah. yeah kind of like gotta keep the vibes going just gotta pull yeah, through man. this together I think like the industry is, I mean human society as a whole we just gotta you know brace ourselves pull through this whole disaster together yeah, man. and hope for a better world yeah I think that's what we can keep doing yeah. and that's our TED talk right? thanks for coming to our TED talk guys <laughs> yeah so thanks for tuning in once again for everyone who's been watching with us. Mm. Uh, our guest, this is our guest, Mr. Charlie Lim. Please give him a hand. Thanks, Charlie, once again for doing this. It's very nice to have you down with us. And let's just shout out our socials really quickly. Yeah. You can look for us on citymusic.com.sg. Mm -hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at citymusicsg. Citymusic.sg. You can look for Charlie on Instagram at where was Charlie. Right, let me just pull and it up. music is all on Spotify. Yeah, where and check it out. This is his Instagram with his beautiful cat, Neko Chan. Yeah. And shout out Gender Bones also. Yeah, shout out Gender Bones as well. <laughs> shout out Joel. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you want to listen to more great stuff from Charlie, listen to him on Spotify. Yeah. I highly recommend watching, like, the Podesto at Star Theater. Listen to their whole live in Star Theater. Yeah, the also. Star Theater live was, yeah, was cute. I mean, like, yeah. great, great yeah. band, great performance. I mean, the great Charlie Lim as well. Yeah. Ah, man, yeah. Um, that was good memories. Good memories. Yeah. Good memories I, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. With our live audience, you know, live band. Looking forward. Come on, Phase 3. Yeah, latest single, Asher, is out now on yeah. Spotify. Do go and check it out. Yeah. Yep. And with that, I guess we'll sign up oh, yeah, until the okay, next let's, live let's stream. Let's do the... I need yeah. to do the... Shout out to Martin hey, Guitars. Yeah. Martin Guitars. Uh, All right, yeah. Martin yeah, Guitars. And like, uh, I guess, you know, like, Charlie, Charlie is right now our, our newest Martin guitar artist right? oh yeah so, thank you for representing the brand I hope that yes. the guitar lives up to what yeah. you want it to be yeah, and that it continues great. to serve you well yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful guitar beautiful yeah, sounding guitar amazing. and, and the, I mean the guitar is only as good as the player and I think that fun, truth. Fun of, hashtag truth on the right fit for it okay I'm definitely going to record sample yeah we need record sample for that yeah, yeah, yeah. and alright uh, as well as uh, we are shooting with the Sony cameras Sony, Sony. ZV-1 as well the A6400 right here the ZV-1 oh, ZV over there right, ZV-1 was this this angle wow nobody right? there and <laughs> what this angle would be the zoom Q2 and 4K yeah same. right and then uh, <laughs> Mackie gear the speakers behind the sound device oh, yeah, that we're using Mackie's. right uh Oh, I'm, still using, I'm, I'm still using a Mackie box as our, my tripod. <laughs> <laughs> a mixer box. Right. Uh, the amazing lights from Aperture 120Ds here and here. You can see in our camera tree. Yeah, and then the, 
the LS panels on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The RGB tubes below. Thanks for making us look Great good. Great lighting. Hey, it's Mike Spinks. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, thanks. All and right. then we also got Deity Mics. Thanks for making us sound good. Yeah, it's so all right the here. S-Mic 2 S's here. And as well as S-Mic 2. Yeah. And Blackmagic Design for ATEM. The yeah. ATEM Mini Pro, which we're using right now. Uh, thank you for all Zoom these brands. Mixer. Yeah, for making this live stream possible. I think... Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it was, this was a... I'm glad I came to work today. Like, yeah, it's one of those days where like, I feel like, you know, like, I think we all feel a bit tired in terms yeah. of like this this whole thing that's going on. Yeah, The burnout is real. Existential crisis is real. But like days like this make me feel like, you know, I'm glad that we built up this live stream. I'm glad that we had such amazing brands supporting yeah. us so that we can get people like Charlie coming to share, you know, their experiences, share their music. Hashtag one love. Hashtag one love. <laughs> Pleasure. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, thanks so I for guess we'll sign off the next one. Uh, check out. I mean, check out socials. <laughs> check out Charlie's socials. Stay tuned for more. All right. Bye, guys. All right. See you, man. See ya.